Hello again, everyone. Welcome to The Game Plan, our playbook for winning law firms. I'm Scott Clayson, your co-host today. And of course, Joyce Bradford, our other uh, esteemed co-host. Hey, Joyce, how are you? I'm great, Scott. Every time you say that, I feel like we should have pom-poms. I feel like we need to lean into this. I feel like we need some branded pom-poms for The Game Plan, for Profit Solve. We're solving problems. We are helping people out. We should we should have scoreboards. We should have pom-poms. We should go. I don't know why my mind immediately gravitated towards that old Saturday Night Live skit with Will Ferrell. And yeah. the show, you know, the, he and like doing that, like wearing those yes. like, what? <laughs> yes, we can be the Spartans. We can, we can be the profits all of Spartans. Yes. Um, uh, so I was, a, I was a cheerleader in high school. Absolutely loved it. Had an amazing time. It was, um, I, I was not good at tennis. I was not good at track. I was really good at being a cheerleader, though. Uh, you just wouldn't know that about my personality, right? You'd never guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm not shocked, let's put it that way. Uh, this doesn't like bowl me over that you were a cheerleader. No, no, it's not surprising. Uh, we did so many riffs on those Spartan skits. Um, they were I'm just sure. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, for those who haven't joined us previously, Joyce and I both are, are part of the team here at ProfitSolve. We have a variety of software solutions uh, and products that help tens of thousands of lawyers every day. I'm on the marketing end. Uh, Joyce is a licensed attorney. She's consulted with, uh, we've determined hundreds and maybe not quite thousands, but getting close of, of firms close. over the years every to, help them run their, to help them run their practice better. So uh, our podcast mission is to bring you insights and strategies that winning law firms employ. Um, and they've figured out how to successfully run their firms like thriving businesses mm -hmm. using all those amazing tools that are available today. So we uh, aim for 15 minutes. I was telling Joyce kind of on our prep that actually the last couple of podcasts have been exactly 23 minutes. So we've maybe gone over just a, a little bit. Um, and I'm actually going to start my timer. I forgot to do that when we uh, got going here. So let me just in case we, you know, go super long, I'll at least have the stopwatch here. So go. anyway, we hope you come away with a couple of golden nuggets here that you can use at your firm to make you more successful. Today, our topic, let's talk about electronic payment. Uh, there is a lot happening in the legal software space with accepting electronic payments. Um, you know, there's a, a, a lot that's happening as far as the availability of taking e-payment. Um, so we could, there's a lot of ground we could cover here, but let's maybe start with at the very beginning. And let's, if you're not accepting electronic payments as a firm, and that can mean not just credit card, but, you know, e-checks, if you will. Um, what are some of the barriers, Joyce, that you hear from people, from law firms as to why they still haven't jumped on that train? Yeah, there are so many reasons. One, the biggest one that I get more than anything is, oh, well, we've never done that. Or we looked at that several years ago and we decided not to do it. Um, the other one that I hear, not as common, but I still hear is it's just expensive and we don't want to incur that cost as part of doing business. Um, I think it's really important to talk about the second one, uh, the cost there. And we'll probably circle back to this as we're talking about this generally, but there is just a, a cost associated with doing business. Um, and as people are accepting credit cards more and more frequently, that cost is, a, is less of a barrier. But what I definitely see is larger firms uh, who are, you know, 
not, you know, AMLA 100, AMLA 200, right? We're talking about firms that have 30, 50, 100 attorneys um, that are just not taking checks yet or e-checks and not taking credit card payments because they never figured out how to do it. Uh, and when they looked at it 10 years ago, it was prohibitive. Uh, and that's just, it's really important to note, we are not in the same space as we were 10 years ago. Um, so we can talk about that as much as you want, but it's a, it's a really different world than the last time most people evaluated credit cards as a, a payment option for their clients. I mean, I have to think that when the pandemic hit two years ago, two plus years ago now, and mm -hmm. uh, everyone kind of scattered to the winds uh, to their home offices, that 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 was the kind of a big push that firms had to take, whether they liked it or not, when it came to accepting payment, because it, it yeah. was more just flat out more challenging. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you were a firm that insisted on having checks, um, you know, people would bring checks to you to your offices and those things like that, that that changed. So would, did you see that in the work you were doing with firms uh, two years ago? I did. So um, when the pandemic first hit, we saw people pause everything. They don't know what's happening. They don't know when things are going to go back to quote unquote normal. And so there was a reluctance to change in the first six months. After that six month window came and went, we saw people realizing there's a new normal. Now people don't want to touch mail. <laughs> they don't want to touch keypads that other people have used. They don't want to touch doorknobs that people have recently touched. And people just got really scared. And while the CDC guidelines have changed and eased off over time, there is just, um, I'm sure you've seen this in everyday life, Scott, people are not as close to one another standing in line at the grocery store anymore, right? I still keep hand sanitizer in my car and I use it religiously and not because I'm constantly thinking about COVID just because it's part of the habit now. Right. Yeah. Um, and all the bills that I was going into places and paying um, or just was very happy to have a local merchant down the street that I did business with, even with those folks, I wouldn't even pay with, um, uh, with cash if I could help it, you know, we've become so much a cashless society. And I think, even before COVID, I mean, but yeah. COVID really accelerated it. And, but cashless is one thing, writing checks is another, right? Um, yeah. But I know that, and I'm, I'm very passionate about like the idea of why does anybody write a check or give their payment information yeah. to a vendor more than once even. Mm -hmm. I've, only given, I've given my credit card number to my, my utility company, my phone company, mm -hmm. you know, cell phones, all of that just once. And then they, just they charge me, you know, and I don't have to do it every single time. I get annoyed now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've used this example many times where I have my sprinkler um, company come and they, you know, here in Minnesota, we do have to winterize our sprinkler mm -hmm. and thing. So in the spring, it gets woken up in the fall, it gets put to sleep mm -hmm. and they see an invoice in the mail, which <laughs> bugs me. And I have to then go to, at least they, they accept electronic payment though, I will say that, yeah. but I have to go to the website. I have to go to a special place and every mm -hmm. time. I have to enter my credit card number in. I'm like, why can't you just keep it on file? Yeah. Um, meet me where I'm at. I'm used to doing that now. Mm -hmm. I don't have to give my credit card to Netflix every month. Right? Exactly. So, exactly. Know, yeah. Ease of um, meeting people where I just use that term all the time. Frictionless meeting people where mm -hmm. they're at. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's the key for a lot of firms is accepting that and i've heard this argument a lot too with firms that do work with um corporations they're like well look you know I, i'm billing xyz company they don't have like a mastercard they can give me you know they they have a process a system they cut checks still and it's like 
I guarantee you that they'd be more than happy to provide an ACH payment to you. And we can use the example here. We, we at ProfitSolve, ProfitSolve hates when they have to cut checks for vendors. And as the marketing yeah. person, you know, I'm the one spending a bunch of money. So I get all the money. Right. And every yeah. time, it's like if there's an ACH option, that's how our accountants at ProfitSolve one yeah. pays via ACH, not having mm -hmm. to actually cut a check. Yeah. So let's make the assumption that a firm has decided, yes, I want to accept mm -hmm. e-payment of whatever flavor. What are barriers that you kind of alluded to this? Fees, yeah. right? That's the other big red flag. That a lot always of fees. Yeah, right? always fees. They say, well, I have a decent collection rate. And I say, well, do you have a 100% collection rate? Uh, if no, then let's get that up. Let's bump that up. Let's figure out how we can how we can get there. And electronic payments are the way to get that done. Even if you have a hundred percent collection rate, let's just take that out of the equation for a second. Let's make it easier for clients to pay you. Even if you take all of your fees up front, let's exactly what you said, Scott. Meet people where they are, and uh, let's let them do business in the way that they're comfortable and used to doing business. But yeah, fees are something that we come up against a lot when we're asking people how they take payments and why they don't want to use credit cards. And when you think of a best-in-class law firm, that's the law firm that gets the business over and over again, where their clients refer their services to other people in their community, where their clients walk away, even if they didn't get the result that they wanted, they felt like their client, their lawyer was going to bat for them every single step of the way. And those firms, I will bet you, I don't know, a dozen donuts, whatever we're betting on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with donuts. I'm good with that. A dozen donuts. I'll bet you a dozen donuts um, that uh, those firms are accepting credit cards because that's how you make people comfortable. Uh, when you make it more challenging for them to do business with you in any way whatsoever, it just puts one more little grain of sand uh, uh, in their path, right? It's just one more little thing that they have to overcome. Uh, but yeah, so payments, you know, whether you're looking at a very large uh, credit card processing fee or a really minuscule one, right, there is a fee for doing business. Um, and what I see over and over again is law firms say, well, I don't want to pay that, right? Um, but if you think about what a payment processor does, they assume a lot of risk, right? They say, okay, we're going to trust that this person who has this card is actually going to, you know, pay you. <laughs> and then they put that money in your account. Um, they're the ones who are working with the banks. I mean, honestly, as much as we don't think about it as like this invisible hand of, of credit cards, a credit card processor is an actual service provider. And there's no way in the world that we would give away our services as a lawyer or as a marketer for free. So we do have to pay that. It is a service. It is a convenience for us and it's a convenience for our clients. I think we what a lot of law firms and maybe a lot of businesses don't, um, there's a kind of a hidden efficiency too that you've, that mm -hmm. we don't talk about enough. And where I'm going with that is like when, with my time at TimeSolve, one of the ProfitSolve companies, um, understanding that you, you send an invoice out, right? And this is the same for mm -hmm. Rocket or Cosmolex, Tabs, or any of the other products that are, that are part of our family. You send an invoice out, it, um, when payment comes in, you got to make sure that invoice gets marked properly as paid. You, you yeah. record the payment, right? This is business 101, but you record the payment, you allocate that payment to the specific invoice. The invoice is now marked as paid and that's how you know what yeah. your AR, right? I was shocked to hear about how many firms don't even take that extra step of allocating. They might record their payments in yeah. their system, but they, they never allocate them to specific invoices. They mm -hmm. just hope at the end of the month or the end of the year that 
here's all the amount. Here's the dollar amount of all the invoices I sent out. It was fifty thousand dollars worth of invoices. I've collected. They're hoping fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And if they collected $45,000, they had no way of understanding where was that 5K missing, which yeah. invoice, because they never allocated payments to the invoices that said done, paid, hit yeah. that big red button. Point is, coming full circle, is with so many of the integrated payment systems that are available now, like in our products and other products, whether it's in yeah. Rocket Matter, Rocket Matter Pay, Cosmos, Cosmos Pay, Time Slip, Time Slip Pay, so on. When payment is accepted easily mm-hmm. from the invoice being sent, the client pays you, all of our systems then will be automatically record that payment in yeah. the system, automatically allocate that invoice marked as paid. So all that time and effort yeah. of like taking the check, recording the payment, allocating to the invoice, it's mm-hmm. the time saver. So yeah. yes, there's a convenience, as you said, a convenience fee of, of that you, you need to pay, but that convenience comes back in spades and not just the ease of the client paying you, but the ease on you as a law firm, making yeah. friction for you as the firm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's people can do the easy math too, right? Where like, say, I know I saw a report uh, a couple of years ago and that basically the average uh, collection rate on invoices is around 87%. That's right. So that's 13% of your invoice, of your potential revenue never came into the door. It was just, mm-hmm. it was sent out an invoice and just never came back in. So even if, if you could collect even just half of that, you know, another, say, of that 13%, you know, half of that comes back in. Yes, you have to maybe pay a little bit in the ease and convenience of making that happen, yeah. but you're making all that extra money, you know, back. So it, it's paying for itself in, in spades, I, I it think. Um, you know what? It, it always does, Scott. And to parse that out even further, I mean, you think about how much you actually spend on man hours for pay, for stuffing envelopes how much you're paying in postage to send out actual mail to people, how many man hours you spend opening mail. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, And then, you know, the reconciliation process, I mean, that's actual hours that truly does add up. And even if that person who's doing those things in your firm, isn't a, you know, um, uh, hourly biller or something like that, maybe they're not a timekeeper at all. Maybe they don't have any time. Uh, They're just an assistant of some sort. They are doing that instead of doing something that is going to satisfy your clients. Right. Right. So there's there's opportunity cost here. There's actual cost here. Uh, There's lost cost in what firms are doing right now. But for whatever reason, there are just some firms who are reluctant to do that. So um, I'm just going to put in a uh, a plug here for payments. If you are not accepting payments, uh, digital payments, electronic payments right now, and you don't let your clients pay you by credit card or give them the option to pay by uh, e-check and that if you don't know what e-check means, because a lot of folks don't, that's an industry term in a lot of ways. It just means that it's a, uh, a direct draw from their checking account. Pretty straightforward, right? If you don't allow them to do that electronically, you are doing a disservice to your clients. I will tell you that as someone who has hired attorneys, I will tell you that as an attorney myself, and I will tell you that as someone who has advised a lot of attorneys, you need to make this choice for your clients. And I want to piggyback on that with that not every electronic payment solution is created equal. That and is by, the truth. Yeah. And by that, we mean you could be a firm like, yeah, hey, I take e-check. My, my local bank provided me with a little terminal thing here that mm-hmm. I have in my office. It's a credit card swipe machine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know they call it dumb term. There's some term that in the payments industry, what that thing is called. But, you know, it's the... The terminal. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. We take we take electronic payment. The client calls in. I'm on the phone. They're like, okay, read off your, you know, your 
Mm -hmm. What's the expiration number? And they yeah. record the payment through an archaic electronic payment tool. You might as well have one of those, like, um, what were the, the, the old swipers? Yeah, with the, the old the carbon, carbon copy, copy thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember <laughs> doing those when I worked in high school. Yeah, before, yeah. you know, to run the payment. You're right. You're okay. exactly right. So, yeah. and again, I'm, I say this because tools like what ProfitSolve offers and what others offer, yeah. you know, with, within Cosmolex, within Rock Matter, Tab, mm -hmm. Three, Time Solve, all of them allow that consumption of the credit card number in a much easier fashion than just, Hey, I got, you know, read me your card number over the phone. Um, yeah. So just a couple of things Scott. I want to just make sure that we get this in. There are a few things that are, uh, you might think of them as bells and whistles in your firm, but I think that they are true value adds. Um, one, can someone make a, a digital payment and tie it to a specific invoice? So you don't have to do a lot of reconciliation. Folks, if you don't have that in your digital payment solution right now, you are missing out and you are missing a significant chunk of the value. The other thing, is it integrated with your current solution? And not just, is it a nice add-on that you know someone works with, right? Is it truly integrated with your current solution? Does it allow you to work within a single platform to see what's been paid, what has not been paid? Uh, are things automatically recorded in your practice management, your time and billing software? Uh, if not, you're also missing a huge value add. So uh, for those folks out there who are uh, using one of the myriad uh, credit card providers right now, if it's not integrated with your current solution, as part of your solution, you should look at what other options are available to you. Um, and if you're already part of the ProfitSolve family, Cosmolex, Rocket Matter, TimeSolve, Tabs3, if you are already using one of those solutions, please reach out to us so we can get you in the solution that is going to uh, make the most sense for your firm. Let's talk, talk about one last topic here. And yeah. um, we know that as much as we can talk about, hey, you know what, those processing fees are are just part of the cost of doing business and yeah. there's a convenience to it and so on. The yeah. the reality is, you know, there's a lot, a, lot, a lot of firms that they will definitely plant their flag on. I will never do it because of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so they asked the logical follow-up question, how can I, or, or can I, am I allowed to pass on those processing fees anywhere, whatever it is, 2% to 3.5%, whatever it might be, can I pass those on to my client? So speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great question. And it's actually one that's been in front of the bar associations um, and state bars around the country for the past several years now. Am I allowed to one, take credit cards uh, if there's a cost associated with it? And two, am I allowed to just pass that fee directly onto my client? Um, and the answer in most states is yes to both. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, uh, I'm risk averse enough to say, if you can do it in your state specifically or not, please reach out to your bar association. But I will tell oh, you, true lawyer. <laughs> the true lawyer in me, that's coming out. That's right. This is, uh, let me, let me hang my, uh, my license right up here. Um, but uh, you really should talk to your state bar about it if you have any questions. But uh, you can also do the research yourself. And uh, I will tell you in the overwhelming majority of states, the overwhelming majority, state bars specifically, explicitly have said it's completely fine to pass on surcharging. Now, that doesn't mean you want to, right? right. Uh, I know a lot of firms that say, oh, I just don't want to. Um, so what people do in those cases is they figure out the associated overhead that they have with all of their matters. And they look at, uh, am I going to charge an overhead percentage on uh, 
you know, hard costs. You know, I had an actual fee that uh, I paid on behalf of this client that I'm going to then pass on to the client. Am I going to add an overhead charge to that or soft costs or time? Do I want to add an overhead charge to time? And you can do it that way as well when it's not an explicit surcharging, but surcharging is allowed. And again, if you can pass those surcharges onto your clients, 15 years ago, clients would have balked at this. And lawyers would have said, there's no way I can only charge them for specifically the work that I've done and the costs associated and the fees associated with that. And I cannot charge them anything else. It's a matter of professionalism. Um, yes, that was true. It's not true. That's just not where the market is right now. And this is really the same way we think about any other technology. It has evolved and what clients expect and what they are receptive to has evolved as well. So think about surcharging in your firms. Uh, if it makes sense for you, great. If surcharging does not make sense for you, please... Uh, think about how that impacts your overhead. And uh, if your overhead is impacted, you need to account for that in your in your bills. Uh, that's just good business. I, I think my opinion on the good business part of that is yeah. to go ahead and figure out a way to absorb those processing fee costs into just your cost of doing business because yeah. you know your invoicing is for a lot, most often the very last touch point you have mm -hmm. with that client. And you can, that invoicing whole process, not just the invoice itself, but like the email that goes out and saying, here's your, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, you want that to be a, a positive experience. And for your client to see, here's the invoice. And by the way, we're going to tack on 3% for a handling fee, convenience fee, processing fee to you. It kind of can leave not a great taste in the mouth, I think, for your client as the last touch point. That would be, again, you know, I don't have to run a, a law firm, so it's easy for me to say this, yeah. but know that there's a lot of um, uh, consultants and others that work with law firms that would yeah. make that recommendation that um, you want that last touch with your client to be a super positive one and any surcharge um, is not a great way to leave them. Um, so my two cents, I guess. No, I think that's fair. I think you're exactly right. There are a lot of consultants, very well-established consultants who would absolutely agree with you. Uh, and there are law firms who absolutely agree with you. Um, I think no matter which way you do it, you need to give them the option, right? Let them yeah. pay you digitally. Let them pay you digitally. How you choose to manage the cost associated with that is totally a business decision that's up to you as the law firm. But yeah, uh, Scott, you are, you're speaking for, I'd say, uh, the uh, majority of the market right now with a just general discomfort should I pass this fee along or not well I think this is a good place for us to to wrap up for today's episode um I know we could and we probably will talk you know in future podcasts about other areas of um accepting electronic payment it's something that's uh, I know near and dear to my heart um how to get that AR down to you know zero where you zero. Have <laughs> um so anyway Thank you, Joyce. Once again, we will uh, we will catch up on on the next episode and have some fun, interesting topic that uh, should help your firm become a, a winning law firm. So, thank you for everybody for joining the game plan. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Scott. See you next time.